Quartet Catholic. I am your host, Taylor Stroll, and I am joined today by Olivia Newton-John. How are you, my friend? Hey, I'm doing good. I'm wearing a leotard because, you know, let's get physical. Olivia Newton-John. You don't know what that means. You're not not old enough to even know who she is. You're lying. Physical. (laughs) Physical. Yeah, yeah, you're not wearing a leotard. Uh, I was thrown off by that. Of course not. Well, that's why I said it. (laughs) Well, welcome to Forte Catholic, where the host is confused. 40 seconds in. Uh, (laughs) uh, Olivia, uh, so we we announced a few weeks ago on the show that... uh, that I'm doing Forte Catholic full-time. It's now a nonprofit organization, and that was my big news. And meanwhile, you had your own big news that I was also in on all around the same time. Uh, And I I want you to share your news, and then we're both going to share our perspectives on how it's going. So first of all, share your news. (laughs) Oh, you just set me up, and you know I'm going to be in my head now. You're the worst. My Where big, else would you possibly be? Uh, it's the truth. That's that is very true. Um, yeah. So you are. I love that. I love that my news includes you, which is why you're allowing me to have my news. Let's be honest. One hundred percent. Oh, I'm aware. I have a podcast, and you are my producer, and all the things you are. You're like all of it, except for the graphic design. You've done every piece of it. So I owe you so many things, which I sent you. A carton of meat to say thank you for your work. Explain that one. (laughs) It's kind of my thing right now. I kind of just send boxes of meat to people to let them know that I appreciate them. And you received a box. And so that was me saying, I see you. I thank you. Eat meat. That's what I said. I did. Yeah, you sent me these these Omaha steaks, which was so strange because we had <laughs> we had set all of this up, and it was tremendous. By the way, we like we ate steak for a week and a half, and for for people for a family on a single income that works in ministry, eating steaks all the time is not a thing that usually happens. But it was just such a strange way to say thank. You. Like no one's ever. No one's ever like sent me meat as a thank you. I've received Omaha steaks before. It was like a birthday present or a you know the labor day present it was never (laughs) it was never hey thank you uh for helping me with this project and i know i'm driving you insane so here's some omaha steaks please enjoy it was strange did it It work thankful yeah it was strange oh i i feel no differently about you but i ate really well (laughs) i knew it wasn't going to work i knew it didn't matter what i sent you you were still going to be annoyed and frustrated and want to punch me in the throat but you're a gentleman so you won't but uh the only reason i'm not punching you in the throat is because we're quarantined oh okay got it i got it so as soon as that's over but yeah that was my way of saying thank you even though i do i do pay you i wanted to also let you know hey i i really do appreciate it but yeah remember that time i set you up to talk about your big news and then you just talked about sending me steaks yeah i know i, I, I just, am in your head I, you are so yes I, I i launched a podcast which you but it involves so much of you that's again what's so annoying about this but it does it involves you because the day that i met you i think you kind of were like so do you have a podcast and i was like no I'm not doing that who does podcasting everyone's already done it it's old it's done whatever and you were like so uh, wait wait I want to. people to stop this is the, I want you to stop because people need to hear what you just said yeah and this is the stuff I deal with all the time yeah you're like your your logic for not doing a podcast for the year and a half two years we've known each other was who does a podcast everyone's doing podcasts right so like th- do you see how you cannot hold those two 
ideas together. Like, it doesn't make any sense. We know I'm not logical, and that's not... Oh, we know. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks. Here's some stick. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just trying to distract you from my sad, non, like, really good rationales. But... You know what I have discovered through this whole podcast release thing? A, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. B. Uh, A, you make it a lot harder than it needs to be. B, please continue. Stop. Not in that way. Like, not recording, not doing the actual whatever, but that there's a whole lot of other things to take into consideration that I did not realize. But B, not everybody does have a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I really thought, oh, it's so saturated, especially whatever. And I'm like, you know what? Actually, there is a, a piece. I think I think with podcasting, it's more about what is not being talked about out there. And if you have a voice and you have a platform to discuss it, then you have a space at the table. And that's what I've discovered with releasing my podcast. I feel like I hit I hit a little mark that isn't that isn't already being hit. So I think it's not like, oh, there's another podcast about whatever. Like I think it's unique enough. That it's going to be welcomed if people listen. That's the other. Now that's the third part. You got to get people to like go out and listen. But I also discovered I'm really good at it. And I think as a friend, that's hard to talk about. You know, it's something I struggle with. I know it's something. Well, no, I almost said you, but it's not. That's not hard for you to talk I'm, about. Things. I think I'm amazing. I, I forgot. I totally forgot who I was talking to. <laughs> See, you got out of my head. Now you're back. But for me, that's difficult to. It's taken me a long time to be able to say this is where I am really great. I can actually sit here now and tell you, like, to pull up Jen Fulweiler's term, bl- blue flame. This is absolutely my blue flame. Doing these okay, interviews. Okay, you're going to have to explain that because no one understands okay. what she's talking about. So she coined this phrase and just released a book. And so it really is about not just your passion, but what you're really natural and good at and what you bring that nobody else does. And it's it's very easy for you to step into. So it's kind of hard to figure out what that is a lot of times. And I have, but, but then it's just so easy to do and you're really good at it. You excel. And I have discovered this podcast is absolutely my blue flame. Like A, I'm really good at it. B, people are really receptive to who's listening and who I interview. That I think is really interesting when I get off of a podcast, like last night, I won't say who, but they sat there and said, so that was probably the best interview I've ever sat through. Oh, That's you know awesome. what? You're, I know exactly I what you're doing that. right now. I'm like, I know yes. exactly what you're doing because you're right. This episode won't release for like six weeks, but I know what? who it was. Well, and I, you might I, know. I, I had them as an interview, so you're dissing me, oh. and you just thought I was gonna. You just thought I was gonna gloss over that. Wait, wait a second. But why we interview is different. Okay, so let's be honest about that. Your show, which I am so blessed to be a part of, is different than what my show is. And I think that's also what I had to understand. I'm coming at it from a different angle. And so I'm going into a different space. You allow, like, you allow space for people to talk about what they're doing, what's going on. Yours is a very, like, like, what's happening right now. Like, this could release in a year and it's not going to matter. Because my conversation with the person is I'm really going to, like, the whole Barbara Walters, Oprah you know, that Diane Sawyer, uh, Paul Harvey, 
that's who I'm channeling is I'm interviewing to get a person into who they are, but that's not what other shows that I'm a part of is what the aesthetic is. So I think that that's, what's interesting about it. Where in our line of work, a lot of what we do Taylor is that we come on and we tell people about our projects. Like right now you're not getting to know me. You don't want to, you're like, I know enough. I know way too much. You know way too much. So you want to know about what I'm doing. It's my job to get to know you. So that when you come on, I can filter out the the things that are going to get you canceled. That's my role in your life. <laughs> that is true. You kind of are like Jiminy Cricket on my shoulder. <laughs> and I, like- I also have to pause here. It's it's funny. Like it is very strange for me to hear you speak so positively about yourself. I never do Be- because you never do. Mm-hmm. And uh, you said you said one thing twice where you were like, "I'm good at this," and I'm very proud of you. And I'm not going to make fun of you for that. I am going to still make fun of you, though, because that's my job. I love how, like, usually you're, like, you're not confident, and it's been part of my job. Like, uh, my job is to make fun of you publicly and tell you you're good at stuff privately. That's 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 kind of my MO. Um, but the fact that you're like, hey, uh, you just went through this whole thing. And it's one of these things. You're being genuine, but you don't realize what you're saying to me. You're, okay. The first thing was, I'm better at interviewing than you, and I've been doing no! this for three weeks. It's a uh, different th- th- interview. No, no, uh, it's my turn. Oh my it's my gosh. turn. Uh, oh my secondly, gosh. you were like, um, I'm, uh, I, I, uh, you know who I am? I'm Oprah and Barbara Walters. Like, that's who I'm comparing myself to. Uh, you know, some of the greatest industry leaders and interviewers of our time. I didn't that's say that. That's who I am. I said- and you don't and you don't Taylor, you don't care about the people you interview. You just want them to tell you just you just have them share what they're doing today. That's what I heard. No, that is not what I'm saying. But thank you Taylor so I can clear it up. I appreciate the opportunity to clear the water because that is not what I'm saying. Hey, I am not Oprah. I am not Barbara Walters. I'm I said I'm channeling like that concept. You're almost as old. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thanks. There we go. Back to the insults. And no, I think you're fantastic. And being under you and what? Well, okay, watching <laughs> Taylor, watching you work and seeing what you do is fantastic. I see where I am in a different space. That's all I'm talking about. Like what we do and where and and where we go with people. We talk about all sorts of things, but I I don't really talk to people about the things that I normally would in the other places of my industry. And that's what I'm really enjoying. Like I forget. I don't even care what it is that they do. I forget about what it is. And also, I'm not just interviewing Catholics. I'm not just interviewing Christians. And so I'm really into this space of like really getting to people and the stories. I'm really into, I want to hear their actual stories and things like that. It's just a whole different lane. And so I've never been in this lane. And that's why you're hearing this confidence because A, I really love it. And B, I think I'm really good at it. I think I finally see my gifts have been able to come together to a place where I'm I'm really good at making people feel comfortable so that people will tell me things that they normally don't tell people. And that's working in a safe space that then people are telling and sharing things that they don't normally do who get interviewed all the time or who do whatever. But that's because we're working at getting to a certain place. And so it's been really fun to ride these waves and hear these stories that don't get told because otherwise you hear these same stories over and over and over again about these people. We think we know them, especially the public ones that I'm interviewing. But to go into a different part and people share things that they haven't before, it's just so fun. It's like, that's really cool. And when that, the moment that has happened, and I think every single podcast interview 
is the person looking at me through the Zoom screen, pausing and saying, wow, that's a really good question. That is the first point that I'm like, yes, we're doing good. And then at the end, when the whole interview is over and they're like, that was really fantastic, then I'm like, great. So I think also for me, for confidence, is that as a stay-at-home mom, someone who's not in the workforce, you don't have markers like a man does where you're like, you know, or if you're the breadwinner, or if you do have a job where you're like, Hey, we're going to give you a review or, Hey, we're going to do this. And you get to hear some validation or you get to actually shine and you get to actually see how people react to you. It's hard when a four-year-old is pooping in their pants who hasn't pooped in their pants for two years. That feels like a bad day. You feel like a bad mom. So for me also, the confidence is because I'm stepping outside of my of my normal way of, of living out my vocation. So I think that's also where you're hearing a little bit of, of difference or whatever. And fine, I'll say it because I just listened to you, Taylor, and you were right. So how's I, that? I Is that a good answer? You're right, It Taylor. was a great answer, but I'm still going to poke holes in everything you said. First of all, <laughs> I'm happy. First of all, I'm happy that you're using your, your, your gifts of the podcast to mask uh, your failings as a mother. I'm glad that that's, that's, that's where we landed <laughs> that's, on all of that's this. That's true. That is <laughs> because true. it's what I do. I uh, that is what you are. have learned from me. I, I, uh, <laughs> I use my success in this to mask my failures as a husband and father. Yes. Uh, yes. So, yay, that podcasting, what it really is. Um, the other thing that uh, that is just fascinating to me. Oh, jeez. Uh, 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 we're, we're 13 and a half minutes in. And I started the show off first by calling you Olivia Newton-John, and then you said you were wearing leotard. The next thing I said was, first, I want you to to, to share your podcast with, with our listeners. And here we are, almost 14 minutes in. You know what you haven't done? Said the name. You have not said the name yeah. of said podcast. So That's as, fair. as great as you think you are, you no! just need to answer the questions. No, I, <laughs> no, and that's fair. I haven't – I don't think I've, I've actually, like – I'm such an in-the-moment person, so like... What is the name of the podcast? <laughs> read the show notes. I'm kidding. It's Talk It's talk to Me with Liv Harrison. And I don't even really say the subtitle anymore, but it's the stories behind their success. So it's really conversations, but it's Talk to Me. And You've you can get it. up on the subtitle two weeks in? No, I mean, it's just easier to say Talk to Me. Like whenever I write it or whenever I say it, I don't say the whole thing. I don't say Olivia Catherine and Selmy Harrison. I don't do that either. I just say live. No, I don't. I say live, live Harrison. But yeah, it's Talk to Me with Liv Harrison. And so I just keep it at that. But I guess uh, you're right. I don't really understand. I'm having so much fun doing it. I know as my producer, you're probably like, so if you could get more into like, like distributing it or like promoting it, that would be great. But I have so much fun like doing it, which I did not expect. I'm sure you did because you know me and I love people and I get to talk to them and I love the whole thing about it. But the other side about, like you're making the point, you didn't even say the name, Liv. Like that's not in my head. It's to try to get everybody, like I'm just like, I'm having a great time and it's really great. And, and you're here's, like, he, he, could here's you what I wanted. It? Here's what I wanted to finish with because here, like we've been working together on this show for a year and a half. And I, and I knew I've been trying to get you to do this podcast. I think since like your podcast, I've been trying to get, have you do it since the day we met. I'm like, yeah, why aren't you, you doing You really this? have, you because really you're have. But here's what has happened. And this is what has baffled me about the, the experience of working with you on your project, because you are very excited about all of this. Yeah. And 
kind of the excitement of like a new puppy. Yes. You know how like young puppies are so excited they're just running around, they get going crazy, and then they'll run into a wall and then pee themselves. That's kind of how working with you is right now. That's because fair. Because you're so excited about everything. Where, like, you will ask me a question, and I will answer it, and while I'm answering it, you're already asking another question, and then 30 minutes later, you ask me the questions that I've already answered, and I'm like, Olivia Newton-John, would you just slow down? So that, th- this is what I need. This is, this is my public plea for you. To, look, you're good at this. Just, just, just slow down. And Chill I think out. that's, the, I, I, I've been Chill thinking out. about this a lot. Like, because I, like we all do it, right? Like I'm picking on you, but obviously this isn't just you and I talking. There are people listening. Why do I bring this up? It's, it's one to shame you, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Second, sec- Put me second- back down. I got it. I know. I suck. Got it. But okay, go secondly, ahead. secondly, it's like a lot of us, when we get really excited about something or something's not going well, anytime we have an extreme emotion. Like we're just we're going 100 miles an hour, either if it's fear or anger or negativity or it's the excitement. And, the stuff. and it's like either way, like, it, like staying in that excitement mode all the time is going to burn us out. Like we need to chill and, and relax and like and, and rethink things. Right. Like one of the things like especially at the beginning of podcast in the first 10 episodes, like it, you are a different host from episode one to episode 10, usually because either the person's editing or the editor has some time to like give some feedback or listeners have some time to give some feedback. But you recorded all of the episodes in a week, and I'm like, I haven't listened to them. Slow down. So like, I'm like, okay, here's a little thing to in, you know, to improve, and you know it's not going to improve the next seven episodes because you recorded them on the same day. So like, I think I, I, I it, like looking at it with you, I'm like, this is frustrating. And I was like, yeah. well, I'm I'm, this, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, right? Yeah. Like, where all of us need to just kind of slow down, take a breath, right. get some sleep, Olivia. I know, and, and, and just chill, right? Yeah. No, you're right. And I did. I I, I didn't realize how much I was going to love it. And so, yes, I booked like 4,000 people in one week. In fact, I have people writing me right now saying, hey, you asked me to do this podcast. I haven't heard back from you in two weeks. And I'm like, I know, like, sorry. Like, can we just wait a second? I was just so excited and I had so much, I have so much fun and I just really am loving it. And the way that people have been so receptive, not just, I don't even know what everybody else thinks because I can't leave my house. So I'm very limited to the few comments that people give me. But just the feedback of seeing these people and just the conversations, I'm loving it. So, yeah, I've had to chill out. Now I'm only allowed to do one a week. And so Taylor's like, <laughs> so I'm already done. I'm like, dang it, I'm already done for the week. So you are. I know. You I are. Stink. So, he, so here we go. I'm going to I'm gonna promote it because this is part of my job. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's called Talk to Me with Liv Harrison. You can find it wherever podcasts are downloaded. The website is talktome.fireside.fm. And and uh, not only is this big your big announcement, this is also part part of my big announcement because uh, this your podcast is under the Forte Catholic Podcast Network. We've partnered in this, and I'm helping you much to my chagrin, but I, I'm still happy to be to be a part of it. It's 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 been it's been fun and frustrating to work with you. Love it. Is it getting better? Is it getting less yes. frustrating? Okay. Yes. Like a puppy, you, I can you can throw me a treat and I'll calm down. So yeah, puppies get older. You can give them a treat. You can <laughs> throw them out outside. Like either way, any of that works. No, um, I'm so, so I love working with you, and I couldn't imagine honestly. I really mean this. I couldn't imagine doing this with anyone else. So thank you for the encouragement. Oh yeah, like it would never be posted. No one would hear this. You would just be having Zoom conversations with people and tell them it was going to get posted, and no one would ever hear it. Uh, so how we're going to end, the, the, the only fitting way to end our conversation here is that you and I are about to, to interview Father Daryl Miette, who was your 
first episode, and what we're going to do at the end of this episode is ask him who was a better interviewer, me oh, or you. Oh, don't do that. You so, can't do guys, that. Guys, don't go anywhere. Don't go anywhere. Oh, Liv and Taylor. I will be right back with Father Daryl Miet, who's from Canada, which we're still not sure is a real country. Don't Stop. go anywhere. David Niles here alongside Adam Minahan from the Catholic Man Show. And we have a big announcement for all the fathers out there. So if you are a dad or if you have a dad, listen up. I know that there's a lot of Catholic dads out there that listen to Catholic Radio. And we partnered with a bunch of Catholic affiliates, including Catholic Answers, to bring the ultimate Catholic Man Show Father's Day giveaway. That's right. We have a brand new Yeti cooler that we're giving away that's packed full of Catholic stuff. So if you want information on how to win it, go to thecatholicmanshow.com slash giveaway. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. We are uh, joined by Father Daryl Miette. And uh, like Liv and I discussed, at the end of this conversation, Father Daryl, you're going to have to tell us who's a better interviewer, me or Liv. Uh, we were discussing that... that uh, that question in the last segment. So no pressure at all on you, but uh, you're going to have to choose one of us at the end of our you time can, here together. Yeah, no you pressure. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> so, you can say Taylor. I'm not. I'm not as mean as him. Well, the, the truth sometimes can come across as mean, Liv. But anyway, Fa Father oh, Daryl, uh, you're actually better friends than Liv. But the three of us have been working together. Like you know, we can talk about it now. But we worked together on on launching Liv's podcast over the last month or so. Uh, and I've I've followed you on social media for quite some time and we can talk about all that we can talk about all the good stuff with your, with your with your priestly ministry and your stuff online you're doing a bunch of creative things but the first question that i have um i come from a family of cajuns so, so southern louisiana that's where my parents are from and one of my uncles is named miet m-i-l-l-e-t and for those that don't know C cajun creole is a lot of french canadians that came down from canada <laughs> and you know decided to live in america instead because they were smart so <laughs> so, uh, do you have any connection to Miets, like Cajun Miets? Do you have any idea if a lot of your people like left and and fled from Canada back in the day? That's very possible. By the way, congratulations on saying my last name correctly because that is the actual French pronunciation, although we always anglicize it up here. But, you know, that's actually quite possible. Uh, I do have a family history going back to the 1600s. When the ancestor came over from France, and uh, basically, I'm pr there's probably a relative there somewhere. Um, my main question is like, are you my uncle? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, I am God. your father. No, I don't know. <laughs> I am, I am your father. Well, in, nice. in a sense of the term, you are. You are. Well, exactly. Oh, <laughs> nice. exactly. 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 That was good, Taylor. That was good. Wait, father, I want to know how to. So, wait a second. How do you pronounce your last name? Uh, Miettes would be the French way of going about it. But is that how you pronounce it in Canada? Like, is that how everybody says your name? Uh, yes? It's how it's supposed to be said, but it's how right. almost no one here says it, or at least around so this part. So how do they say it? Uh, how do they no say lads, it? usually. Oh, they do. Um, so the point end. one yeah. for Taylor in interviewing. <laughs> Taylor! That's the name correctly. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, wow, I got he's already winning. Uh, now choose me for the better interviewer, because he already has a point. No, not so. at all. So, so Father <laughs> Daryl, uh, like, and I know you from from social media and like you're like anytime that I meet like I have 
priests that are friends of mine that I met through social media. And it's this strange thing where it's like, oh, yeah, like you're a real priest. Like whenever I was doing like uh, <laughs> like research, like I, I just thought all of you, everything that I connected with was online. But like you have like a real parish with real parishioners and you do like priest things. And it's always so strange for me. So uh, I wouldn't give you the, 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 just, the justice that you deserve in explaining what you do. So who are you? Uh, Father <laughs> Miette. Yes, thank you. I uh, have been a priest for almost 13 years. I was ordained Friday the 13th in July 2007. <laughs> Maybe you're not a real priest. Maybe I pick, Okay, hold on. I picked up on something. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I've been a priest in the Roman Catholic Diocese of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada. That's definitely made up. Well, <laughs> it's not a real you're place. You're not helping your case here. No, uh -huh. not at all. I'm just digging deeper, digging deeper. No, I've got a fairly large at least large as far as we're concerned i guess we're, we're not texas <laughs> but i do have a sizable parish here in saskatoon that's slowly reopening and right now we're in the mode of catching up on all the baptisms and confirmations and all that kind of stuff that we haven't done for about two and a half months so it's actually a really busy time but uh <laughs> but no life life is uh, going all right up here he's a pastor yes just wanted to let you know I think, like, uh, just from what I know of Canada, because we got, you know, Father Harrison Eyre, another Canadian priest friend mm -hmm. of ours. It's like, uh, I think every priest in Canada is a pastor, and they're the pastor over, like, uh, like their their parish boundaries are about a thousand miles, or as they would say in Canada, some amount of kilometers. Six, <laughs> Sixteen hundred? Uh, yeah, before I came into this, so I've been in the city, a large city parish for five years. Before that, I had four parishes on my own. So, Golly. Yep. Good. So <laughs> you, you have, you're, the, you're the priest of a parish that's just now reopening, which is which – I've heard from many of my priest friends. It's just a nightmare. <laughs> just like, like, like we talked about in last week's show. Like, no matter what you do right now, half of the people hate you, and if it's ha if it's only half, you're doing great. <laughs> you know, so like, you're, you're here. You are in this hard time, and yet I've also seen you pump out some pretty amazing things. We were talking before the show that you did uh, for Easter time. You did this like everybody was singing on Zoom, and one of my friends, JP Quinn, played like the trombone or something. I didn't even know he played trombone i don't think he knew either Neither did JP. i think, he, I think yeah. he learned just to be in the video but y'all were y'all were that singing uh what, what song was it i forgot uh jesus christ is risen today uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. exactly i, I, I was exactly. offended that i wasn't asked uh, but you know whatever that's why i brought it up uh <laughs> he but, asked everyone taylor I put it out there on out... social media so he did no, he put it on see, the I, you don't read i'm bougie like live i need a personal invitation bougie. i'm not like i'm not like people like jp like he's not a professional I'm a professional musician. I, no, I'm just kidding. That's not why I brought it up. You're doing these great, great things. <laughs> Jesus Christ is risen today. And then you did this this, this one this past week where you got a new camera. You did a time lapse of a, the Aurora Borealis uh, and or something like that. That's what Liv called it. I'm not sure if that's yeah. correct. I'm, I'm learning from Liv. That sounds like a terrible – hey, it's your next podcast. Uh, <laughs> learning from But Liv. you're doing oh, all God. these all these like art like artsy projects, these uh, creative projects. So how like how – like here you are trying to opening a parish and you're like, I'm just going to go film the Aurora Borealis. So <laughs> how does that fit together in your world? Uh, not easily that. 
so recording the, the Northern Lights, I did a little time lapse. Uh, I got to bed at about 3 a.m. and it wrecked me for two days. <laughs> uh, so right now as we're reopening, I'm not doing that kind of thing right now. Right. <laughs> um, a lot of that was actually happening before we did the reopening process. So I had a little bit more time on my hands, I guess, um, or different time on my hands. So so that was a big part of it. Uh, but no, thank you for watching. I'm glad to... Glad you enjoyed it. And if I ever do one of those uh, choir videos again, this is your personal invitation and demand. <laughs> and demand. Um, That's awesome. It's now on you. Yeah. That's awesome, Taylor. Yeah. So uh, uh, we heard it here. You, you two just talked a couple weeks ago on, on Liv's, Liv's podcast, <laughs> Talk to Me. Uh, so Liv, you know Father Daryl a little bit better. Uh, so what, like... I asked him, like, kind of who he is. I want to ask you, what are the most interesting <laughs> things about Father Daryl that we haven't already discussed? Oh, jeez. About- <laughs> Look at Father. No, he has – it's so great. It's been – I have to say, I've gotten a few friends out of quarantine that have become, like, really great friends, and Father Daryl is one of them. And so I have gotten to know him in a way that I didn't know him before quarantine. And so he's been one of those things. There's so many great things about him though. Like, I don't even know where to start, but he is. Cop out. I was about to go specific Taylor. Jeez. But I would have to say, I think the thing that's most surprising about him is how like intelligent he is because he's, he's an engineer. Why is that surprising? <laughs> Wait, would you just let me talk for crying out loud? You're so mean. Because engineers usually hate me. I am not their thing. Like oh, usually engineers are engineers. like it is Taylor. It is a very small subset of humans. <laughs> but but father what, what is really fascinating is that he has this creative side like what you were talking about, but what he does is that he leans into it. And I think that that's what's really cool. He takes this very like intellectual space like oh i don't know star trek and he goes with it and goes into and and he brings it into this artistic place so he has this really amazing balance of science and art that i personally don't really have in another friend so he's really interesting to talk to and he doesn't make you feel stupid when you ask a thousand questions taylor like you do when i ask a thousand questions he's very kind to me so So he doesn't love you enough to make you better i understand it's fine (laughs) i'm his penance he constantly is getting out of purgatory because he hangs out with me that's what the problem is but no i think he's just this really fascinating balance of and pastoral so really that's kind of like to sum up father daryl would be those three things he's artistic he's really scientifically intelligent just normal intelligent and then he's very pastoral and you don't really get that all three in in a priest sorry to say sometimes you get the really smart ones you're like dear god stop talking to people you know like they're like you know they should maybe have gone cloistered but you know it's fine so So, that's what i would say like so we're talking about science and i don't know much about it but essentially, here's here's what I'm seeing. There's there's this there's the circle of life, right? Where humans we breathe out carbon dioxide, and trees take that and turn it into oxygen, right? So I'm mean to live, and she takes that and turns it into nice words about Father Daryl. <laughs> so now, Father Daryl, like, what do you have to say to me? I don't understand. That's the, that's uh, the piece of this I don't understand. <laughs> I guess. Thank you. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess that that's that must be it then. Sure, sure. And because I'm Canadian, I'll just say sorry. <laughs> sorry. 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 So okay. So going back to to Canada. So I was at uh, a youth conference in like years ago, like four four years ago, and it was in Dallas. And I was not like the actual leader of the kids of the group. I was the leader of the leaders. 
So I got to do this really cool thing called go to the bar during the middle of the conference. (laughs) That was official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. So I went to the bar and I was there for I was about there for about an hour by myself, and then and then a friend came. But in the in the hour uh, that I was there by myself, I was sitting at the bar next to a guy that was Canadian who was he was there in Dallas for work. And he, he, like, I was wearing, like, you know, some kind of Catholic T-shirt. So he started talking about Catholicism. He grew up Catholic, and and then, like, he was completely atheist, which, you know, he he, he shared with me. This was my first, like, real, like, hour-long conversation with a person from Canada, former Catholic, about faith. And, like, he was just like, it's, it, it's fallen apart. Like, you know, like, Canada is not a place of faith, especially of Catholicism anymore. And so I got to learn a lot about kind of like where Canada was and then where it is now. And uh, like the cool thing, like by the end of the conversation, he's like, you know what? I think I might go to confession. I'm like, I think I did a good, <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> but my question is like, so, so that's the climate that I understand in, in Canada. And so like, you know, a lot of people ask priests about their discernment and like we get, at least I've heard a lot of that in America. And we, we you know, we kind of have, we like everybody has faith. It's just mostly lukewarm. That's America. But Canada's a little different. So what was it like? Like, how was that called to the priesthood for you in a country where Catholicism isn't like mainstream or like it's even like kind of pushed away a lot? It, I mean, it depends on where you are, too, by the way, in Canada. Uh, like in Quebec is a very different story than out west here. Uh, the feeling I get actually out west here is very similar to the feeling when I get when I visit Texas. Really? As far as Catholicism. Everything's Texas. smaller scale. <laughs> We're more spread out out here, but uh, and the population isn't quite as big. But uh, as far as my own discernment, I got involved uh, when I was in university. We, we, we call it university, not college. But anyway. When I was in university, Liv didn't here, understand that translation, so I'm glad. Yeah, you yeah, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, I, I was so I was studying engineering, electrical engineering, computer science, and uh, gearing up for a life, you know, in IT and the tech world, and got involved with a university Catholic ministry, something similar to what Focus is in the United Focus. States. So we call it CCO up here. Catholic yeah, Christian I use Outreach. CCO yeah. stuff for Bible studies all the time. I love CCO. Yeah, it's fantastic. I mean. It, changed my life really because uh, through cco i got more involved in the faith that i was raised in you know actually made a personal decision to you know to follow the faith that i was raised in and uh, through that was very slowly and annoyingly called by god <laughs> into into seminary um basically i could feel a call in my heart for for several years and it freaked me out and I would forget about, you know, if I heard a talk or saw someone and someone had spoken about vocation, it would freak me out. And then I'd forget about it. And just as I had forgotten about it, someone else would bring it up. And this happened again and again and again. <laughs> and eventually I started to work for this organization. I wanted to give back a year to the to this organization that meant so much to me. And uh, so I worked for a Catholic organization, had time to think. Dangerous combination because I was in seminary within a year. So, uh, yeah, that's God awesome. moves quickly. Once you let him, I feel like I feel like that's a lot of your story is that once you allow God in, mm-hmm. he moves very fast. It's oh, yeah. very quick. Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so, it, it was... he, he, I want to point out a difference between you and I. I'm Catholic. And here we are. And we've been in this quarantine for months. So I've had a lot of time to think. 
And I will tell you that my thoughts are a lot more negative than what I should do for my life's vocation. Uh, so you're a better man than I, but I don't think that was a question. <laughs> are we all going to share differences that we see between the two of you? Because I have a few if we're doing this. Uh, we can start with the, I mean, the, the bald head. I mean, I, I started shaving because of Father Daryl. He's my inspiration. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Make it so. <laughs> That's awesome. That's my Picard yeah. reference, by the way. No, anyway. there it is. Yeah. The Star Trek. I'm guessing that's some kind of Trekkie thing. I, I also oh, yeah. liked how, uh, <laughs> like, when Liv was explaining, was explaining you. Liv has this amazing way where she's even while she's trying to be nice and compliment, she's still she's been doing it all episodes. She, like earlier, she was like, "Oh yeah, my show has good interviews. I haven't heard that before." And I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? Like you're on my like." <laughs> so she just while she's saying nice things, she she says mean things, and she said because of your engineering degree, you took Star Trek and made it into something good. And I'm like, "Wow." Uh, we know Father Daryl loves Star Trek, and here's here's Liv just going. Star Trek isn't good without Father Daryl talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I picked you know up on that too, but that's all right. Oh, yeah. Come on. I was trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to be mean. Star Trek is great. I mean, I'm not finding it funny at all. <laughs> I don't think you're funny at all, Liv. Actually. <laughs> awesome. Great. I'll just stop. Star Trek is my favorite. Star Trek's the worst. Uh, <laughs> Taylor hates Star Trek. All right, so no, we've fair. got we've got two minutes left, and we've got to get to the the Star Trek versus Star Wars. You get you get to make your your sixty second pitch why Star Trek why you like Star Trek better than Star Wars. He knows what to say. I've made him do this online, so You're he's cutting ready. into his sixty second. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> Star Trek is science fiction. Star Wars is fantasy. There are two different genres. My personal preference is for the science fiction, looking to the future. Um, a future, it, I mean, it's it's very humanistic, so I mean, that's not great about it, but what it does have is a future of, of hopefulness where people can actually work together, and it just tells some really cool stories that have applications today. They'll, they'll make uh, certain commentaries that, uh, even if I don't agree with them, make me think, and for that, I'm very appreciative and they're just uh, great characters all around. Star Trek is fantastic. You know what's funny? How you said about Star Trek, that's all the things are connecting. Because you said, even when I disagree with them, uh, they make me think. And my favorite Canadian in the world, Malcolm Gladwell, that's what I say. That's the exact words that I say about him. I said, I, I think he's great. I don't always I don't always agree with him. But e either way, he makes me think. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Star Wars is obviously better. I mean, I don't even have to make an argument. <laughs> but uh, So I win the argument. That's how it is. So uh, here we are at the end of our time. Who's a better interviewer, me or Liv? Oh, come on. He does love Rogue One. So I know him better. So maybe that <laughs> maybe I get to win on default. I'm just kidding. Father Daryl, uh, how, can, how can people get connected with you? How can they see the Aurora Borealis and <laughs> you dressed in Star Trek jumpsuits? Um. On Instagram, Twitter, I'm at fr Daryl. That's f r d a r r y l. There's a million ways of spelling my first name, but mine's the right one. So fr Daryl. <laughs> uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, look me up on Facebook. I'm all over the place. YouTube, whatever. Awesome. Well, you thanks, can listen thanks to talk lot, to me. Yep, listen yep, to yep, talk listen to me. There. You could. Listen that's, to that's, Forte it, Catholic. It took her took her 40 minutes to say the name of her of her, of her podcast earlier so that, wrap, that, so that wraps up our time Liv stop talking you always talk over me when I'm trying to end a segment uh, one day I'm just going to edit you out completely it's going to be me talking and then every few seconds it's just going to be spaces because that would be better don't go anywhere we'll be right back live long and prosper <laughs> We're having a lot of fun with this whole YouTube thing. If you're currently watching on YouTube, 
congratulations. You get to see my beautiful face and suffer through looking at Liv. Uh, or vice versa, however you however you feel about that. Uh, but if you are not watching on YouTube, uh, you can start watching on YouTube. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, go ahead and hit that like button. Hit the subscribe. I think you're supposed to, I'm supposed to say hit a bell or something. Just subscribe. It's not that hard. Uh, go and do that. Even if you're just listening on the audio, we're trying to grow this YouTube thing. So even if you're like, I'm never going to watch that because I don't want to look at Taylor. I'd rather just listen to him. And even that's kind of suffering. Uh, go ahead. Just, just go to Forte Catholic. Hit subscribe. You don't ever have to watch. Uh, it would just be very helpful. Thank you. Catholic. I am still with Olivia Eugene Harrison, and we just talked to Father Jeremy yet. And, and, and in between, in between segments, we asked him, and and he definitely thought I was better for sure, one hundred percent. It's true, 100%. you are. You're a better interviewer than I am. Uh, didn't take much. I'm just kidding. You're great at interviewing, <laughs> but I'm tremendous. You're that's tremendous. Really, that's really how this is working. You're my goal. So, uh, what's, what's funny is uh, you just you just did the thing that I called you yesterday about not doing during interviews. You just repeated the words that I said. Tremendous. I literally called you out about it yesterday. You just did it. And that makes me feel so validated right now. <laughs> you feel validated. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Always. All I have to do is look in the mirror. Okay. So we're going to talk about how, how, how awesome my week has been. Are you ready for this? I, yes, I am. It's all I've waited for. So uh, our city opened last week. Uh, so like it's, it's essentially been a week since like, my gym opened the like restaurants started opening like most are still like to go orders like we went we went to a couple of restaurants to support some, some some of our local our local favorites um and there was like i went into a restaurant and had lunch oh you sat at a table yeah like like it's it's a it was a huge restaurant uh it's a chewy's right like so like obviously yeah. you might not be here but like everybody knows or most people know what a chewy's is in texas but, you like, better yeah yeah, so like I mean, it's this huge restaurant. There's outside, there's inside. We're also in Texas, so it was super hot, so we didn't eat outside. But like every other row of tables was being used and stuff. So like they, they still had like this like they can socially distance in there and still have 300 people in there because it's just a huge building. Wow. Or not 300, you know, 200. Yeah, I know what like you that. mean. Yeah, but um, but like honestly, like it the like going out. Like I went to my coffee shop. I went to like the Kalachi place. Like the, like. I've just been going out and I feel like a human person again, especially like working out. Like I talked last week with John, like one of the biggest things that's been helping me mentally, spiritually, physically, like is just, has just been going to the gym and I'm not like working out like super hard because I haven't been like, I'm working out very light and sore as poop every day. <laughs> like, I mean, I'm just so sore cause I haven't been to the gym in two and a half months and it, it's it's kind of a surreal thing because again, like half of the gym is you know, every, half the gym's closed off, and like, I mean, but people are people are being super generous. So we're wiping down everything like normal. Like usually, you just wipe off the sweat, and now it's like I just cleaned the entire stair stepper. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um, every groove. But I, but I, I, honestly, like just kind of getting back to some sort of normalcy has been really nice, and I know. That your life is very different right now. And I know that, like, people listening right now are anywhere, like, you're either in a place that's completely open or, like, kind of semi-open like mine or still kind of locked down. And uh, I, I don't – if anybody's listening to this locked down, I don't want to rub this in your face. I'm only rubbing in the face of Liv. <laughs> that's right. Well, and that's the other thing is that there's so much also personal preference 
you know, I was talking to a, a friend today and I said, I'm so scared that it's going to turn into like, you know, Lord of the Flies or Hunger Games or something where people start being divisive of the lock, the lock ins and the lockouts like, you know, that that people are going to start separating. Not yet, because I think people are being very generous about other where everybody is either mentally or physically or geographically. But at some point, I think it's going to be really obvious people who are choosing to stay in for whatever their reasons are and people who are out living life, you know, pre-March 2020. So it's going to be really fascinating to watch. And, and we are not leaving our homes. So we do not leave. We do get takeout maybe once a week. That's about the furthest we get. So somebody leaves something on the ground and my husband picks it up. That's it. That's the closest we've gotten to anything. Eating off the ground. Like, my mom always taught you to like do in a, in a in a bag. Like, they'll put the bag down and he'll go and grab the bag. Like, I mean, that's how limited we are. We don't go to grocery. We don't do anything. So, yeah. So, we are living two different extremes. I think we're on day 88 for us. But, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I quit counting crazy. a long time ago. So, it's still weird. I mean, there's still a lot of weirdness. But just getting some kind of normalcy has been I'm happy, happy. So, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the people that, that, are, that are in that situation. And I'm, and I'm wishing it for... For those who aren't, um, part of the reason that you're that you're staying in is because of something like crazy, but also kind of cool that yeah. happened in your <laughs> yeah. family, right? It's a weird thing to say is cool, but you'll explain why. So part part of it is you're staying in to to keep some extended family extended family members safe. So explain what happened with your parents this yeah. week. I've been following on on social media. It's like, it's been fun to get the updates. Yeah, it was. And, and that's also, um, thank you for bringing it up because people were really receptive and I didn't, ca- I didn't think anybody would care, but my parents went through something pretty extreme last Wednesday. Um, my mother donated her kidney to my father. And what's crazy about this story is that there's a lot, actually, I think that might be why so many people reacted to it as strongly as they did, like who aren't in my family or who don't know my family. But first of all, both my parents are 69 years old. Okay, so there's that. We're in a pandemic, so there's the whole COVID thing. Um, my father, the reason why he needs a kidney to begin with is an incredible story because when um, I was in college, uh, my father took the impact of a truck when he was driving. It was in the rain. It was a two-lane road coming back from Louisiana to Texas. And my brother was 15 in the car, and he literally had just said to my brother, when you're driving and it's a two-lane and it's raining, if you were, if someone were to come in head on to your lane, if they hydroplaned, you need to turn the car so the so the passenger side takes it. But because you're in the car, I would turn the car and I would take the impact. Ten minutes later, a truck came in front of my father and my dad turned the car and he took the impact of that oh, car. Wow. So that's an incredible story. There's a lot about that whole story that I don't talk a lot about, but it's an incredible story. Because of that, he was in ICU multiple, like, multiple like he's gonna die kind of surgeries like we all prepared for him to die on the table kind of surgeries it was intense anyway the medication that's kept him alive did in his kidneys so we knew we would be here one day that my father was going to need dialysis a transplant so the fact that my mother is a perfect match i don't know what you know about organ donation but that's a big deal like that's a miracle i didn't a until recently we, we had right. a, we had a student at our school that just his, his similar situation, uh, different but similar, where his right. father was a perfect match to give to him. So his his older father gave it to the young to the young son. It's, it's crazy. Phenomenal. Yeah. So my mom and my dad just did that, and they're they're doing well. 
But so the rest of us, we can't chance anything right now. And his immunity is going to be really bad. And so we're, we're just taking it day by day. But right now, the rest of us who are not taking care of my parents, two of my brothers are there at the house with them. And they're their guardians right now. Uh, the rest of us are kind of on hold because if they need us to go in, we can't have been like, you know, at the gym. Like, let's pretend like that was ever going to happen. But, you know, at a movie theater or like whatever. I can't chance it because if I need to go in and take care of my parents, I need everybody needs to know that I have been just as safe. Does that make sense? So that's a big part of it. I don't know much about your parents. We've t- we've talked about them briefly, just kind of hanging out. But like usually people's parents don't come up in conversation. Right. But I'm interested because I know you. <laughs> I have I have a question about your mom. Okay. So your mom right now, and throughout this whole process, right now, may, I don't know her at all, but I would imagine no matter what type of personality she has, it's a lot more alleviated now than it was a few days ago or a week ago or two weeks ago, right? But is your mom the type of person that is going to hold this over your father for the rest of his life? Like, I gave you a kidney. Like, I <laughs> saved your life. You can take out the trash. Or is she, like, loving and gifting, like, I, I, like... Uh, the two literally have become one. A part of me is in, mm-hmm. like, is in your, is in your gut. You know, like, like, w- which is she? Because yeah. I think it will say a lot about you. No, Vicky is definitely the second. So it's Tom Did and you just Vicky. Call your mom. Vicky? I do. I ta- I call her Vicky all the time. She's such a Vicky. She's perfect. We you cannot are, be more opposite. You are breaking the fourth commandment. I think it's in. I think it's the fourth one. No, I love her. Like, it doesn't say honor your father and Vicky. <laughs> it should. No, Vic is something else. And one day you'll have to meet them. But yeah, no, she's definitely all loving. Her biggest thing that she keeps saying is, "I keep telling your father he better eat salad. My kidney loves salad." <laughs> so she says really cute things like that. She eats very differently than my father. Now, here's what's fascinating. He has three kidneys. I don't know if people realize that. They did not remove anything. They just added a kidney. So my dad has three. Vicky has one. Um, That seems fair. It seems fair. (laughs) And so also what's cute is my brothers who are there taking care of them right now, who are really, they're stuck inside watching Hallmark all day and they're getting out of purgatory as we speak because the two of them are not Hallmark watchers. But um They said that they've been giving my dad a hard time because he's 100% Italian. And they said, well, you can't say that anymore, dad, because now you got that little Cajun kidney in there. (laughs) (laughs) So it's cute because mom's Cajun. So dad says, it's really adorable. My father looked at them and said, I don't care what I have. Your mother is my hero. And so it's been a really beautiful love story to watch online. It's a their love story is really beautiful. And one day, hopefully we can talk about it, but it's been neat. And it's actually been a, a, a nice little light, I think, for a lot of people online to watch this story no matter where you are in quarantine it's fascinating to watch to see that much love so it's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that story um but my mother is definitely everyone's hero and uh there you go so so that's why we're locked down still so the next question we don't have time for today is why didn't you turn out as good as both of your parents but that's a whole nother thing to tackle on a whole nother day so (laughs) they would like to know Instead, we're going to talk about what I've been doing for entertainment Please. for the last five minutes of the show, because that's what we plan to do. And that's yes. what I'm going to push through and do. So uh, I've, I've had this weird thing happen this week where uh, and th- this happened maybe like nine months ago, but it's, it's a very different experience. So nine months ago, a lot of my favorite shows ended, like shows that I watched by myself, shows that I watched with my wife, like just a lot of things were were ending. And this was before quarantine, before ever got, everything got canceled. And like I was like sad when everything ended. So here's here's what happened this week. My wife and I have been watching Community on Netflix. It came out at the beginning of the quarantine. A lot of people have been watching it. It's been kind of this communal thing we've all been doing as a community watching Community, right? Uh, so we just finished Community. 
on, I think it was Saturday or Sunday. On Friday, I started a new video game, and I beat it on Saturday. It was a shorter game, like six hours total, a couple hours, a few hours each day. On, you know, just, just to relax after a big week. Beat, like, started and completed a video game. And then... I like one of the things that I've been doing a lot, like over like over quarantine. I love singing. I'm a singer. I love watching people like audition on The Voice and X Factor and American Idol and all that kind of stuff, right? But there was one show that I had never watched before: The Masked Masked Singer. Oh, yeah. It's a hard thing for me to say. It is as hard. A Southern boy. Yeah. Masked, masked Singer. Singer. Masked Singer. Masked Singer. Masked Singer. It masked sounds singer. like mass, like like yeah. like going to church. I'm a masked singer. I I, I sing in the ten o'clock <laughs> choir. So. Uh, Should be the hidden you, singer. That have you watched better. that show? Have I, I did that? the first season, but I haven't lately. Yeah. So I just watched the first season. Oh. And it was tremendous. Yeah. I loved it. I loved guessing and trying to figure it out. I guessed about half of them right yeah. and half of them way Wait, off. It's you know? shocking. Um, and uh, to be fair, like three of them I had never heard of. So yeah, I couldn't fair. guess them correctly. But I, I love the show. And I started and finished season one in like a week, week and a half. So I completed all these things. Here's my question for you. Over the last few weeks, like I've been sharing about how like we just launched Forte Catholic as a business and I'm trying to like get funded and a blaze was ending and I'm transferring my donors over and I'm seeking new funding and I'm getting the business set up and I'm getting all this stuff set up and I'm starting your show. I feel so much more accomplished <laughs> finishing a video game, finishing community with my wife and finishing season one, the mass singer that I have felt accomplished about anything over the last two weeks. What is wrong with me? I wonder if that's because it's too emotional for you, because even though you're an emotional, like you emote, but that's kind of like, I mean, for you to really tailor if for you to like dig down into everything that, that really is happening in your life. Like you just gave a litany of some really big stuff. So for you to actually, Pray as a man for us, <laughs> right? Exactly. Saint John. Okay. Anyway. So I think for you, I, to me, that makes a lot of sense because you're a guy and you're you as a guy. And so like for you to accomplish these other things, I think that keeps you distracted and you can use some of the emotion. Like you can use some of the stuff. This is using emotion now. Yes, Which, for those of you not watching the video, Video, she's doing the most ridiculous hand gestures I've ever seen. <laughs> you say sense. that every single week or whatever. Because you're long. insane. Month. Okay. So, like, I feel like you're channeling it somewhere. It would be fascinating to know if you weren't doing these entertainment things, how you would be handling all the crazy, amazing, and stressful that's going on in your real life. It's easy to disconnect and have another life, which is what entertainment does for us. That's what fantasy is. So it makes a lot of sense to me that yes, you do feel accomplished or you feel whatever, because to go over in these other spaces, let's be honest, you don't know how this whole Forte thing's gonna end up. You don't know how all the other stuff's gonna end up. So you can't- Oh, I think I'm Oprah, it's gonna be fine. No one said they were Oprah. They said they were channeling. Oh my gosh. You're the worst. <laughs> All so right, anyway, there. That's I, my I, two I, cents. You said uh, the thought experience of what would happen if I wasn't doing these other things. I think I would be dead inside. It's the only re way I could feel anything is well, to watch people achieve exactly. their dreams that on makes the masked sense. singer. So <laughs> it's the extreme. It's like either live, you know, watch something else or yes, turn it all off, which men are really good at that. They're good at just being dead inside or cutting things out. Like that's where you guys are very good. I never thought of it as a compliment. I'm glad I'm great at being it dead is. inside. That wraps up it's our show today. Uh, Liv, uh, go listen to her podcast called Talk to Me with Liv Harrison because she doesn't know the name of it. Uh, thanks for watching Forte Catholic. Uh, all things Forte Catholic. Head on over to F-O-R-T-E Catholic.com. I'll be back next week. Say it.
give me your money. <laughs> That's how we're starting the, the commercial. So thank you. Thank you, Olivia. Uh, would you like to expound on that at all in that accent, please? Just open up your wallet and take out lots of cash or write something to Taylor and give him because he's got poor little children and they're starving because no one can go out and work anymore because there's this horrible virus. So pay for him to pay for his beautiful wife and, their, and his children so they can eat. So give I love him how you money. say pay for my beautiful wife like that's what I did originally. Which <laughs> we a lot all of know why Sam question. is staying. Exactly. It's because of the cash. For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> totally. Uh, that's got to be the only reason why. That and my rock hard abs. So uh, <laughs> Wasn't sure. Yeah, okay. So yes, your, exactly. your British friend said to give cash, which sure, but if you want to go to what Forte, I said right at, ForteCatholic.com yeah, okay, slash donate. We are a full non-profit organization right now, so this is a tax-deductible donation that will help me continue to pay for my wife. Apparently, I don't think that's legal. <laughs> I don't think any of that's legal. But if you want to support no, the fine. work of Forte Catholic, support um, what we're trying to do to, to bring joy, the joy of the gospel to people and uh, to live out and to share uh, the new evangelization, we would appreciate it. We live by your donations. ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Feed the children. Thanks. <laughs>